Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Welcome. It is Tuesday, January 19th, another episode of the Ohioan on a cold day here in Columbus, Ohio. And Craig is sick today. We hope he's back tomorrow for Inauguration Day. But we got Brandon here today, as always. How you doing, Brandon? Good. How are you doing? Good. Very cold. Uh, Sunday beforehand. Uh, took the family for a little drive with um, COVID and everything going on. We've been pretty cooped up the house, but a little stir crazy. So I took a little drive, went for a drive through last night, and saw about 50 accidents here in Columbus. Um, it goes back to my theory. I love Columbus. Nothing against being here, but people here don't know how to drive in the winter. Have you seen that? Um, yes, I'm, in, I'm usually the one in, in the vehicle during the snow <laughs> driving yes. through. I'm like, I think after I got my CRV, I was a little more, a little more confident on the road because now I right. have my four wheel drive. But when I was in my Hyundai Elantra with just only front wheel drive, you know, it's like, you know, put the sandbags in and uh, and uh, pray a little. Um, had some close calls, I'll admit. So I'm, I hate winter driving. <laughs> yeah, I, I did too. And my wife was the whole ride was like, "Hey, relax." I'm like, "No, it's it's tough," and you know. We got rear-ended by a guy a couple of years ago on Morse Road. So anytime I go down Morse Road, which is near my house, gets a little nervous. But we survived. We made it. And I'm excited. Later today, we're going to be talking about a Subway Protein Bowl. We talked about that last week. And we weren't sure about it. And I didn't know what to eat last night, Brandon. I was trying to figure out where to go. So I said, Subway. I didn't want to get that sugar bread. So I had the protein bowl. I'm happy to talk about that a little bit later. Um, before we start, again, Chase Bank is our sponsor. Um, definitely sign for account. There's a link right on the your po- podcast provider or the blog, however you take in the show. Uh, sign for account. Uh, attach your direct deposit. You get paid 200 bucks. And also, um, follow us on social media. On the link that you see, well, on the show link where you see the, our show, lots of links for how to um, connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Brandon, I'm excited. Every day I'm seeing more people connect with us on Facebook and Twitter, and I'm excited because it's people I don't know, which tells me that more than just our friends are, are tuning into the show. So excited to see the growth. And like I said, if you're out there and you're digging the show, even if you hate listen, if you're like, man, I hate that Chris guy, share us anyway. It'll be good. We want to. Um, we want more people to know about what we're doing here. Um, oh, and Brandon, yesterday, I forgot to mention, you know, we have an interview part of our podcast. We have two segments that come out every day. And, uh, Brandon, I, I forgot to mention our interview segment last uh, week or yesterday. Um, Joe Frost, one of our guys that does the Steelers podcast with us, he's a theater professional. So, um, Brandon, I don't think you know I'm trying to be a theater guy. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned that to you. Oh, no, you haven't, Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind checking out from time to time. Now, obviously, right now is not the time to go out to live theater performances during COVID. But Joe and I talked. Um, Joe, he works in the theater. That's his career. Uh, so he talked about some ideas about how to 
dip your toe in, shall we say, the theater, especially during COVID. They, I was surprised. There's a lot of virtual performances out there, Brand, and not just at local theaters. Um, in England, some of the, the biggest theaters in the world, um, there's ways you can watch theater performance virtually. Um, and it, it's nice. It's not just like a single camera looking at a bunch of people. It's really professionally put together. I uh, think Hamilton you know, on Disney, you know, they really did a great job with that. So Joe gave a couple of good ideas of how to dip our toe in the water. That was yesterday. And obviously you can see it on our podcast provider. In addition, today um, we bring back the Steelers podcast. Hour and a half, uh, Brandon, of Steelers talk as we moaned and griped about the Steelers season ending early uh, to the Browns. Um, Paul Yanchek came back. We talked with him about it. Uh, Brandon, I know you're not a Steelers fan. so not It's not for everybody, but if you're a Steelers fan or if you just like watching three middle-aged guys groan and whine about a football team losing, check it out. It should be good for you. Um, Brandon, let's talk about the news for today. I was kind of surprised by this. Um, I want to be careful when I share the story because COVID is still a serious problem. We're not sitting here going, hey, COVID's done. Let's go out and have fun and do whatever. I mean, we got to be careful. But I'm wondering if it's partly because of vaccines or, or what might be. Uh, but Gannett, Ohio does a good weekly wrap-up of COVID. And they came out with a story this week talking about how COVID cases have dropped recently. Uh, about 10%, I believe, in the past week, which is encouraging news. And again, I wouldn't take that to mean, hey, it's over, go have fun, but it's encouraging. Um, what do you make of this story, Brandon? Are you, you encouraged, or is it just maybe just a, a good week, but we still have a serious problem? Oh, still always have a serious problem until vaccines really get rolled out. Right. Um, I think um, the numbers are encouraging, though. It does seem... You know, because I think there's a bit of a lag between when cases, uh, you know, with the um, with the with cases positive and um, the numbers whatnot. When because depending on how they, you have to assume they kind of been exposed probably to the to the virus probably a few weeks before that. Um, so I think that that seems to indicate a little more people were kind of taking social distancing probably more seriously making taking the mask guidelines seriously. That's my, my hope anyway, because you kind of have, we kind of have that fear that, you know, with, um, you know, winter was always a rough time with the flu, but now it's like, you know, um, seems like it could be a rough, a rougher time with COVID, but um, no, that's really good to see those numbers kind of uh, for, for a while, for uh, for the first time drop it a little in a while. Cause it was just, it was just nonstop. But um, um, yeah, it's just great news to hear. Well, and I think that's a key phrase for a little while, because remember it was like, you know, early fall into summer where when you heard of a daily case count, like you were, we were used to what a thousand or maybe 1200 or 1300 at a time. And then as the, it got colder, we got these crazy, you know, jumps to 11,000. So, I mean, I'm encouraged. I think it's a, like you said, it's a sign that we're going in the right direction. I think obviously there's a lot more that we need to do. And yesterday it was funny. Um, they, they said yesterday there was like 4,600 new cases, which again, recently we've gotten up to 11, 12,000. That sounds really good. Uh, the article yesterday did talk about, Hey, it's Martin Luther King day. It's a holiday maybe there's a delay in some of these cases. So they said, don't be surprised if, you know, you go and get into Tuesday, today, or Wednesday, and the count jumps a little bit higher because there's a case lag. So, yeah, in this article that we're looking at here today, talking about the weekly, said, hey, you know, there are some other factors. And they also talked about the percentage of positive cases being a key number, too. So it's not just the number. It's how many positive cases there are based on testing and everything else. So, yeah, I wouldn't take this to mean COVID's over. Let's go party. But I, I think at least it's encouraging news in a pandemic that for the past, what, year? I mean, geez, this, this thing's been going for about a year now that we've had very few good and encouraging news. It, it's good to read something positive in a year full of gross news, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would also say though, there's been reports about new variants of the COVID virus. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. And so far just eat more, more likely to more likely to be transmissible. 
Um, maybe not necessarily no, no, nothing to indicate that the vaccine is going to be less effective against it. But um, there was run report. I didn't get to click on it and read through it all, but it did say recommend like even going to grocery stores might be uh, might be out of the question or really reduce your the number of times you go to the grocery store. Um, so, um, you know, maybe I should start considering uh, doing a pickup option, Chris. <laughs> oh, to, I might have to do that. Well, you know what? I, I'm glad you brought it up because what was a week ago? I was ranting and raving about pickup. Walmart actually did me good because that day, you know, I think it was last Monday, maybe because I was talking about how I, the worst weekend for that. Um, and I was mentioning how Walmart was doing a free delivery. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, about an hour after we ended up talking that day, Walmart came with the delivery. Everything went, went fine. And I know Saturday, we, we just need to take a drive. Again, my family, uh, we, we're not going out and, you know, mixing with a ton of people. But sometimes we've got to drive. We can't just be home all day. So we arranged for a pickup in Bethel Road. And, and Brandon, that's over on the west side of town. You know I live on the east side of Columbus. They actually did a pretty good job, too. So we got encouraged by Walmart. And then yesterday, uh, my wife, uh, the situation at school that she needs to be quarantined at home for a while. So my wife actually scheduled a delivery order. She's trying out Walmart Plus, and she was encouraged. Uh, it actually went well, and they delivered her food. Um, the only thing I, I got to tell you, she, it was like a $100 order. She she said, and I, I didn't get this one. I got my delivery. She got prompted to give a tip. So she gave like a 10% tip. So she's like, the only thing I don't like about the delivery is it can be quite expensive if you're adding 10 bucks or what you already did. But the nice thing about it is if you're cooped up at home and you want to go out, that's even a step more than just going out and picking it up, you know, having someone bring it out to you. It's it's actually coming to your door. So Yeah, um, it's essentially no different than someone delivering you food. Um so uh, um, that makes sense by adding a tip function to it. That is kind of interesting. <clears throat> see, see, see that. Um, but hey, maybe just maybe the uh, folks at Walmart saw your podcast ranting and they said we got to do right by Chris. Well, I, I think what happened. I think what they were saying they had a really bad week, and I still say this today: if you have a bad weekend, tell your customers that what's going on. Don't just pretend like nothing happened. And when people gripe, you say, "Oh well, we we have computer issues," you know. But, hey, at least it's better, and we may stick with Walmart for a while. But like I said, I took that podcast where you guys were giving ideas, and I was like, hey, tell my wife, hey, let's let's try Aldi's or Kroger. But, hey, we've had good experience, and it's like a tough relationship. You know what I mean? You keep mm -hmm. going back, and you, you say, hey, can we work it out and everything else? And so we're – I don't know if if we put a Facebook status of our relationship with Walmart, I guess we'll say it's complicated. You know what I mean? It's not over. It's complicated. We're working some stuff out. So very good. Well, you were talking about COVID. I'm sorry. You heard, I heard grocery and I got all excited there. So. Oh yeah. I think it was a good way to go away from that. I was just saying, maybe I might need to consider doing the pickup option. Um, uh, because everyone was asking me, you you made an assumption like, oh, Brandon does that. He takes COVID really seriously. And I'm like, no, I still go inside a store with my mask like a heathen. What's wrong with me? Yes. <laughs> Brandon parties every weekend. Brandon's part of his. I mean, like, technically, my, um, we were at the line in the cash register. And um, um, and then, like, I was moving my Aldi cart once it got full to, like, get to the, to the, um, uh, area where we get where we bag our, our our products. My wife was kind of pushing me from behind. She's like, she's like, sorry, I gotta. Sorry that that this woman behind me was trying to give me COVID, and I'm like, and I was like, uh, wait, what? But um, apparently there was like this woman wearing. She was wearing a mask, but she was like talking on her cell phone the whole time, and she was not six, but she was like, like not six feet apart from my from my wife in the cash register line. She was like almost like back to back, like <laughs> not paying attention. So. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's a sign. I don't know. Well, well here's the other thing, too. And, uh, you know, I won't say too much, but this is the thing we're struggling with. Uh, we're watching a 14-year-old right now. And I, I really can't say much more about that, but we have a 14-year-old in the house. Um, he has special needs. And 
with his special needs, he's having a hard time wearing a mask. And we've heard this uh, from Governor DeWine here in Ohio about, you know, some of those cases and everything. But we've been reluctant, other than obviously him going to school, to take him out various places. I mean, we'll take him for a ride, but I mean, he hasn't gone out as much. And we're not even sure, like, if we would take him to a park, which, you know, it's outside. It's, you know, it's okay COVID-wise. I don't know if he's going to run off or not. You know, you know, we're a little nervous because he's got some special needs and everything. Well, we're trying to figure out when to take him out. So my sister called me, and like I said, my wife had a situation at school. We had to stay home for a while. But it was interesting because um, we're thinking, is a fenced-in park good? And even if he's not wearing a mask, will that work? Because at least you're outside. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. my sister's like, hey, you got to live your life. I'm like, well, if we're going to see you, we need to be distance and we need to be outside i'm inside nah it's not gonna work so i I don't know you're careful on covid do you think that's okay um you know i think it's i think the um the most important thing is yeah try to maintain that distance and yeah i mean definitely wearing a mask still i mean if you're still doing those things um and as long as you're going to not necessarily crowded places um that's the most important thing it's really a judgment call. I mean, I know that sometimes, you know, certain, some people who, um, you know, some people might not wear a mask might be very difficult. Um, so, you know, you just got to do the best you can kind of thing. Okay. Very good. Hey, well, let's talk about And Brandon, I think you found a way of getting me off the topic. You said, Hey, I brought food and <laughs> you got excited. You got distracted. So that might be the way, but Hey, let's talk about a couple other things happening. We've got into the discussion of uh, entertainment at the inauguration. And, and Brandon, I I'm wondering about this. Garth Brooks, the great country singer, um, according to USA today, the presidential inauguration committee, obviously Joe Biden, the inauguration is tomorrow, believe it or not. Uh, the time is flying, uh, but they confirmed that Garth Brooks will perform Wednesday as part of the inauguration day's swearing-in ceremony. All right, so we have broken it down. Obviously, it's political, but we're not talking politics as much. We're talking entertainment. Brandon, Lady Gaga, obviously... You can't turn away from her if you like Lady Gaga or not. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, I'm, I'm kind of still wondering about her role in the uh, the swearing-in ceremony. But Garth Brooks, what do you think? Oh, I'm not a Garth Brooks fan, and I couldn't Me even <laughs> I couldn't even say what 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 genre he's part of. Maybe I don't know. I, I'm scared to even hazard a guess. I've heard of his name; it's been out there a lot. But um, well, he's a country uh, guy. That's what I thought. Country. I was scared to say yeah. country. Then you're gonna be like, no, he's he's Southern rock or something. Oh, <laughs> no. I was gonna get screwed or scared rightfully so for that. Um, I no, I saw some chatter about that on Twitter. Um, people were kind of confused because apparently the Trump campaign last year reached out to him um, about doing some performance for Trump or uh, or some political event. I'm not, I'm not so sure. So people took it to mean, oh, Garth Brooks is a Trump supporter. Um, but, uh, but that seems to be not, not, not the case. It could be the case, but Brooks is coming out saying, no, he's just, he's there to perform as part more as part of the unity, uh, for unity, not for like any particular, not because he's for Biden or, or against him kind of deal. It's, um, it's interesting. I like with, you know, some performers clearly have, you know, their politics and some, uh, it's a little more complicated. I mean, maybe it's more of a, a professional thing. Um, you know, it's kind of, I was, it kind of made me remember, go back to when, um, um, Jackie Ivancho is Ivanko for, I'm butchering her name right now. Um, um, performed for Trump last year. And, um, um, I think there was a lot, a lot of scrutiny over like, well, do you support the support Trump? Um, and I think it was interesting later on, she kind of came up again in the conversation because she was trying, she wanted to, you know, meet with Trump to push for transgender rights. So um, I don't know. I don't, I think that's the more interesting angle of the story is just kind of like, you know, know, should performers get um, scrutinized for who they perform and, um, and is it okay to perform for, okay if they perform um, at an event for someone, some political figure they don't necessarily agree with. 
Yeah, I mean, anytime you get the audience for president, if you're a regular common Joe like you and I, or if you're a celebrity, I'd say why not? Even if you disagree with the president, I mean, what greater chance do you have to have their ear? I mean, yeah, you're not going to be sitting down with them for six hours to discuss politics or something. But, you know, even if you're like anti-Trump and you're a celebrity, why not, you know, you you get to talk to the guy for two minutes and, you know, why not make a point? Why not try to say, hey, here's a concern of mine. What can you do about it? And, I, you know, I, I would say, yeah, I mean, uh, I got to tell you, Brandon, this is interesting. Um, you know, Billy Graham in faith has always been the guy who meets with every polit- president. Like, it was something like, I, I read something like he met with every president since the 60s, you know, Republican or Democrat. Now, sadly, his son, Franklin's a little bit more pro one party, but uh, Billy Graham was always known as that guy who prays with everybody, no matter who the president is, because he wants to help presidents out, no matter what their you know political leanings are, whatever the case might be. Garth Brooks, Brandon, is the musician Billy Graham, and I'll tell you why. According to the USA Today article, this, this stat blows my mind. With the exception of Ronald Reagan, Garth Brooks has performed for every U.S. president since Jimmy Carter, including Trump. Isn't that crazy? That that is that's a, that's really um that's fascinating. I like to know like why he couldn't make the Reagan performance. <laughs> Maybe he had a schedule conflict. I I think that should be noted or something. If if uh unless Brooks just didn't want to perform for Reagan, but um. Well, I first of all thought that was a mistake, but you know I've never really been. I, I I've heard his music. I've never been a huge Garth Brooks fan, but I mean I've been thinking even when I was in high school and, and probably a little bit beforehand. Um, you know, I had a lot of cousins that love Garth Brooks and stuff like that. So Garth Brooks has been around for a long time. I didn't know he was even around for that long. And again, when it says he's performed, it's not at inaugurations. He's performed in front of a president, you know, either at a concert. Well, I'm, I'm sure presidents are going to a regular concerts. probably at some performance at the White House. But that's that's the question discernment of is uh, Brooks going to the president or is the president going to Garth Brooks? I think. <laughs> Probably Brooks to the president, I would, I would imagine. But, yeah, I mean, the stat just blew me away was, I mean, he was performing for Jimmy Carter. I, I thought he was around that long. That stuns me. Kind of crazy. But I, I don't know. Very interesting. But um, I wonder how long this inauguration is going to be. I mean, I know some of these guys are going to be performing at the inauguration itself and at the inauguration, like this TV special, it's going to be later on. Uh, we're gonna have a long show, Brandon. I think. Yeah, um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fascinating lineup. I think uh, more so than when we first reviewed the initial names release. And um, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, sounds like it's gonna be a, a lengthy inauguration day, virtually. Well, yeah, and uh, well, and to analyze it from a political sense, you know. Joe Biden is getting all the bases down. You know, you got a little pop, you got a little rock, now you got a little country. So nobody's going to say, hey, he, he's not thinking of me. You know what I mean? You got a little bit of everything going on. Yep, the top 40s, 70s, 80s, 90s now. Now we need <laughs> like heavy, <laughs> Now we need heavy metal. I mean, uh, the heavy metal fans are not happy, though. <laughs> we have to have some band. <laughs> Warrants or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be fun. <laughs> So I don't know, but no, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a very different inauguration. I was watching some news coverage, and there were people walking around DC, and it is locked down. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, but I was watching a video, and there's like fences all over the place and everything. And again, you've got to be proactive uh, on security measures. Sadly, on January 6th, they weren't, and that's why you saw all the crazy stuff happening. And I think we said it yesterday. You know, thankfully, um, Sunday was more of the weird and the uh, bizarre other than the violent, which was great here in Ohio at the Ohio State House. But I don't know. I mean, I'm more for security measures if I feel better that it's going to be safe. And you never know. Something could happen, but it sounds like we're a lot more secure going to Inauguration Day than we were on the 6th when, you know, people stormed the Capitol. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we've hashed this out pretty much yesterday, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, security. Uh, it's good that they were got got it all locked down, and because um, man, I mean, what are the what, what what situation would you get when a president a president elect is assassinated? Yes. <laughs> um, or even the or including the vice president elect. I mean, ah, what what would happen? Um, who stays? Who who gets the job? Is it just kicks in with the President Succession Act? Um, um yeah, that's gonna be. <laughs> I feel like it's 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 like this is one of those times where a, a law shouldn't have to be uh, laws or rules shouldn't have to be written down because you would think for situations like this because you think they would never happen but my gosh the likelihood of of um is it's so it makes you think man why didn't we have a rule or or, right. or law or constitutional provision of what in situations like this so it's it's uh, it's it's crazy. And all the country fans out there, all my cousins who love Garth Brooks, now especially, we got to keep Garth Brooks safe. I mean, we got to get the security. I mean, we got to ramp up the security even more because Garth's going to be there, Brandon. I mean, keep keep Garth protected. Sure. <laughs> Brandon doesn't sound too excited about that. But, you know, we got to keep Garth safe. Yay, Garth. He'll be good. All right. Um, as I said, a busy day. Now, Brandon, I am not an NBA fan, and it takes a lot to get the NBA on the show. I mean, even if the Cavs won the title, I'm, it might be worth a two-minute mention on the show. But there was a story breaking over the weekend that I had to address because, again, food. I'll tell you, Brandon, if you want to get on this show, we talk about food. If it's a food review or something, we got a better chance of getting on the show. Brandon, I don't know if you saw the story over the weekend. Um, Shared for you a link from the Acrobeacon Journal. Kevin Porter, now, I looked him up. Kevin Porter is like this young guard from USC. Um, I think he's 20. So we say that because he's a young guy. He's a promising guy, but he got suspended from his team um, in college. I think there's some type of uh, – I'm not sure what it was, but he got suspended for a year. So he didn't really play that much in college. The Cavs drafted him because he's a, a good player. Well, Kevin's been a lot of – Legal issues, shall we say. He was arrested up in Youngstown. Uh, I think it was about a month or two back on weapons charge. Um, they pulled him over, and he had some weapons in his car and everything. Well, the Cavs keep making trades. They're a young team. They're definitely – they're without LeBron, so they're not, you know, good. They're trying to kind of mix different players together and see if it works or not. So they made a big trade. They brought in new players. So the new player comes in. And they gave the new player Kevin Porter's locker. And Brandon, Kevin Porter went off, and he started throwing food. And, you know, he started yelling, screaming, cursing. And now they're going to trade him uh, because he, it was really insubordinate contact. And, man, Brandon, when you're, you're getting upset, why is it the food at the throne? I, I was really surprised by this. Yeah, I mean, I was reading that story, and it was kind of unclear if he threw food uh, uh, at someone or if he just threw it on the ground. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not very professional behavior. Um, you know, and I think there could have been other more uh, peaceful ways to resolve it. I'm, I mean, I remember – I know I somehow turned the NBA into a soccer story, but um, yeah. when the uh, Columbus crew um, a few years back, and we had – they had um, – uh, a player that was traded out to Orlando. Um, partly, I think, yeah, it was actually because there was so much uncertainty at the time about um, uh, the city's um, um, few, uh, the, the team's future in Columbus. So he, that player, actually requested a trade to Florida to play for the Orlando team. Um, and um, it was actually a player my, my wife and I had met actually for a meet and greet, in which went catastrophic. Another story for another time. But anyways, um, that player didn't do well in Orlando, um, and the fans hated him. It was the most it was the most bizarre thing ever to see a, a, a fan base uh, be toxic to one of their own players, um, and also their and when that very same player like just be toxic back to them. I mean, after he when he scored a goal, it, it was so toxic. So that, um, that he went up to the supporters group and put his fingers in his ears saying, I basically saying, I can't hear you or something, some gesture of that nature. But anyways, um, he went, he got traded back to Columbus. Um, he, he wasn't working out of Orlando and 
we were we were the team and our team was still trying to figure out how to fill the void that he left behind on the team so we filled him back with him again, again. but um the the thing was is that um 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 his jersey number he was number 9 i believe and um and uh another player had already had his jersey number um and so there was, so what, uh, the fun story that came out of that though, was that uh, they came to some sort of agreement, a handshake agreement to trade, trade numbers. And, um, also there was some cash payment involved. Um, right. so I don't know if that was, um, um, and cause that was part of that kind of that player's brand to have that specific number, had a nickname that involved that number. Anyways, I think, um, um, you know, maybe, Heck, I mean, imagine if he got mad and said, that's my jersey number. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's weird because, you know, with the Cavs guy. You know, I mean, we could have said, hey, can, we, can I get that locker? Yeah. Well, no, and well, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, if you go in the office and, you know, your desk is gone and somebody, oh, we gave your desk to Tom. Uh, yeah, okay, it's a little jarring. You're like, all right, did I get fired? What's going on? Or if they moved you? You know, or if you're moved to the other corner of the room, you know, are you thinking, uh-oh, what does this mean for me? So I can understand it's a little troubling when that happens, but apparently it was a really scary tantrum. Um, like the GM came down to try to help him, and he's screaming and yelling, and the coach is like, oh, we got to trade him and everything. And uh, it, it was funny. J.R. Smith, one of the older Cavs players that played around the same time of LeBron, he got suspended. And this is like two years ago. Well, three years ago now. It was, it was 2018. He threw a bowl of soup at a coach. And again, this is a different time. This is during LeBron. The Cavs were a different team and everything. But man, if you're like a Cavs clubhouse attendant, you know, trying to clean up the clubhouse, you got to be like, man, what's going on? We're throwing food all the time here. This is kind of crazy. Um, so it's just kind of a, a, a weird story. I, I'll tell you, Brandon. You know, we look. We're in the world of media. We 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 think about public relations and everything. If you're trying to trade the guy, like they're saying, "Hey, we had enough. We're going to trade him or release him." Why would you let the story get out there? Because if it gets out there, the guy had a tantrum and he's throwing food. Who's going to want this guy? I and mean, you're not going to get that much back in, re- in return. I can't believe the team didn't try to hide the story a little bit better. I mean, maybe they, it's one of those things that it's hard to control. And I mean, right. I think the athletic was the one that broke the story or had the more, had the scoop on this. So, you know, it's just like, you know, you, maybe they talked to the, who knows? They maybe talked to the, the cleaning attendant. Yeah. <laughs> was, it's like enough. <laughs> There's too much, too much food being thrown. So man, yeah. what, what interesting clubhouse. Like I said, maybe I'll start liking the NBA now. I mean, you got food being thrown, all kinds of fun stuff going on. You know, I got to say the one thing, and the NBA, um, there's a limitation. You have to be in college for one year before you go to the NBA. But I kind of wonder, like 20-year-old me, I'm not sure if I'm throwing food at people, but I'm not sure if I'm not mature yet. And I always wonder, are we letting these people in these leagues too young? Because, you know, 20-year-old Brandon, you know, maybe you got immature one day or whatever, you know? And I don't know. I always think about that. I, I don't want to restrict people from doing what they love to do. And it's a free country. And hey, if you're a professional organization, they want to pay you and everything, they should. But I'm wondering, like 20 year olds, those things happen, you know? We do silly things when we're 20, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I think there's also depends on like the um, structure of the NBA and stuff. Like, it's a closed system. I think, I think there's, it's it's again this whole debate about in American sports about uh, I mean not just in sports but even in in the American entertainment industry where where um, um like there's there's more focus on on players have and, and actors and whatnot are more focused on their image or on their brand um, not necessarily on their craft um, and I think that that's that's it's been it's come it's come up a lot lately and I think um, um, and I think this I'm not I'm not going to say today's this story here has got really speaks to that or but I think it does. But I think it does speak to your interesting point about like about um, player maturity. But then again, you know, I'm I'm not a player. I don't know the experience of uh, of going through going through the, the system. And um, um, and 
Who knows? Maybe it was a good locker. <laughs> it's worth throwing. Yeah. Well, I got, got the best view. <laughs> now we're all working from home, so it's almost like, you know, it, it's hard to think it's going to happen. But you know, I, I equated to, hey, if you go to your office and they move your desk and the new guy comes in and now you're at the upper corner, you're in the corner and you, you got a really small desk now. You, you almost think, hey, what's going on? What's my place? So I get it. You know, probably not throwing food is a good option, but hey, it could be a scary time, so. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, I wanted to share this. Uh, this is a follow-up on a story that we did the other week. Um, as I said at the beginning of the show, we talked about Subway's protein bowls. Um, we weren't sure about them. We weren't sure. We weren't. It didn't sound like either you, me, or Craig was excited about them, but I did a review, Brandon. I was out um my wife's like, hey, let's take a drive. And we're like, hey, let's go through a drive-thru, pick some food up. Nothing sounded good, Brandon. So I went to the local subway here on Morse Road, and I got me a protein bowl. You see the picture? I see it. I got to say, I wasn't sure what to make of it. Um, all they do, it's funny. And, again, this is just a blog we read the story on, but this is something they're actually promoting and they're advertising. Literally what they do is they say, well, it's just the meat and the cheese and the lettuce inside a bowl. So I'm like, hey, I want me a protein bowl. So I picked a spicy Italian. Literally, they took a foot-long spicy Italian. There's an order of foot-long. They put the meat in the bowl. They put the cheese in the bowl. They said, what vegetables do you want? So I had the vegetables I usually get in the sandwich. And they put it at the bottom of the bowl, which I thought was strange. And they put a little sauce on the top. And they gave it to you. I I wasn't super impressed. Um, it, it was filling. I got to tell you, I mean, you're eating a foot long of meat like you would normally get on a sandwich. Uh, you just don't get the bread, which is good because uh, Subway's got the sugar bread. But, you know, that's pretty much what you have. I mean, that, that's what it is. It's pretty much just getting a Subway sandwich and say, hold the bread. And they're like, all right. And they throw it in the bowl and there you go. Yeah, um, when I used to go to Subway, I usually ordered a salad, uh, probably the precursor to the protein bowl in some ways. But um, I always feel like Subway's quality of meat is just not where it needs to be. Yeah. So maybe that's why I kind of got turned off to Subway for, and still am for a long time. Um, I, You know, it's so I, – it was, I was just – like yesterday, I, I had a, a Wendy's burger uh, delivered. Uh, to me so um or chicken sandwich excuse me and they had an option for like you know uh no bun essentially um yeah and um you'd be it's just i was just i'm always amazed like how small the patty is and i feel like the bun makes the sandwich look a lot bigger and worth the six bucks you spend on it i just feel like it's one of those kind of times where if you don't have the bread involved it just makes it look like you're paying uh too much for very little um yeah um it's, it, it's a, yeah I go ahead it. I got charged the same price as I would a footlong. I said, oh, how much is it? Yeah, price of a footlong. So, and I, Spicy Italian, I guess, was like 7 bucks. So, literally, I paid 7 bucks for what you see there. Oh, boy. I mean, I would have – I mean, what may, might make it worthwhile is if you're not stingy on your what kind of veggies you like. I mean, pile up on the veggies. I'm assuming that's that's what would make it um, really flavorful is the veggies. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wife and I got an argument about this. I need your take. Um, I say, okay, so I'm eating the meat. The meat fills me up. And when I got to the bottom, that's where the tomatoes were and everything else. Why wouldn't you put, to me, if I'm eating that, put the, you know, the lettuce and the tomatoes on top? I don't know why it's at the bottom. I think that was a strange way of doing that. I think they're trying to replicate, replicate the Chipotle model, you know, where – you get the rice at, 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 on the bottom and um, um, and whatnot. So um, um, I think that's what Subway's trying to replicate um, with the, with uh, with. But um, it's kind of hard to figure out what's going to be your base if you don't have rice. You're going to have to figure out something else. I mean, when I went to um, I when I was when I'm st st on this uh, ketogenic diet, I'm I've been on. You know, when I go in and. Um, uh, go to Chipotle. I don't order rice any anymore. I just like, I just say yeah, pile it with some fajitas, um, and then you know have the meat meat on top, 
uh, or at the bottom, excuse me, and then um, on top of the fajitas and then um, add the sauces and uh, um, lettuce and guac and sour cream and cheese on top. And uh, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, although that rice does suck up the juices a little better, so it's not, not much leak. <laughs> yeah, because they put – I asked for no sauce, and they put sauce on it anyway. Shame on Subway for this. But they put the sauce – I don't know if you can see it. Like, it was on the top of, like, one of the uh, pieces of cheese and the meat. And it just – when you're eating that at the start, it, it felt very – like it was – I don't even know what type of sauce it was. It was very strong. You know what I mean? So you got that taste with cheese and one piece of meat, which was kind of strange. I mean, if you're putting the sauce on, put the sauce on at least with the, the salad, the lettuce and tomato part, like a regular salad. I don't know. I, I don't mind it. I, I mean, I've eaten pepperoni alone before. It, it just was a weird way of marketing the food. I mean, it'd be like you know, go to McDonald's today, ask for a Big Mac, but just say, "Hey, no bread," and pretty much that's what you're doing. Or go to Burger King, ask for a sandwich. I mean, or, Big Mac especially would be weird because yeah, the whole point of the Big Mac is the bread. I mean, hell, they got uh, they got like its own special bun in the middle. Yeah, uh, that make uh, which, which is it's not even a traditional bun top or bottom. It's like. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is. But no, I don't. I, I mean, I think from my understanding, it was like it's like a specialized Big Mac um, that's in the center of the burger. So really, the patties are not even that special. It's it's, um, you know, Thousand Island dressing or whatever. And that's the Big Mac. I mean, it's very bland today in today's culinary world. <laughs> well, you don't eat meat with your um, no, you don't eat bread with your diet, right? Yeah. I, well, it's not necessarily I don't eat bread. I just don't eat a lot of it or really okay. kind of cut. It's really about the carbohydrates um, and make, trying to eat more healthy carbohydrates like vegetables. Uh, well, so are they trying to appeal to you with this idea? Because, oh, you know, is that the appeal, I guess? I think keto diet has really gone mainstream in some ways. Um, even there's now, they're using that word as a marketing tool. When you go to Aldi, you'll find, Keto bars, keto right. ice cream, it is like slapped on everything. Um, and I tell people, you know, look, you know, they could, it could, they could say it could, it's, it's got to be careful because you got to make sure you're still doing your, the due diligence to look at the carbs and hydrates, but also kind of make sure that you're not doing what we call dirty keto, which is like, you know, eat, not having a balanced diet of vegetables. And um, if you're just eating protein strictly, you know, meats and stuff like um, that's not really healthy and probably not good for your heart. Um, so this isn't a keto friendly dish. Like, like if I, I if I start a keto diet and I say, hey, I got the protein bowl, you're probably like, yeah, that's not a good choice. Oh, I mean, it's it's fine. You'll still accomplish your keto goals if as long um what whatnot. But uh, in terms of um, so if you're if if your goal is strictly weight loss, now if you're trying to make sure, hey, I don't have I don't want to have a heart attack. Uh, down the road, <laughs> then that like might be so. That's something you gotta be mindful of too. So right. uh, people have, have done keto and have have um have had have uh come into those probably serious health challenges that could lead to uh um heart attacks, death. Um, it, it, it's why there's so much skepticism or so so much uh, debate about how safe is the diet. I think or whether this is a good way of attaining weight loss. Weight loss. Um, so, um, I know for me, I, it was great weight loss wise, but I still, um, did some due diligence to go get some blood work done, make sure that there's nothing, um, that I'm not hurting, uh, my, my body, um, talk to my doctor, but, um, you know, it's like, um, it's, you gotta, you know, make sure you're not, um, consuming too many, um, um, too much, too much of any one pro of any one, um, food. So, you know, make sure that's why I it's about incorporating a lot of veggie vegetables and um, um, uh, into your diet as well. I mean, that's still that's still that's still like there's a like you know, it was like a right way of doing doing what a diet, and there's a wrong way of doing a diet. That's okay. what I'm trying to get at. Very good, very good. All right, well, what we are trying to do is obviously. You know, we don't know how long our shows take, um, you know, in terms of discussing topics. And sometimes we have guests like yesterday that don't make it. So I told Brandon we need to do like a little express round. So stories that we're going to talk about really quick 
if if we don't have time, if we have time, we could talk about these stories a little bit longer. Well, we're coming near the end of our show. Brandon, I got a couple quick hits. I, I, I need a sentence from you on each of these stories. Um, sheets. We talked a long time ago about Sheets coming to Central Ohio. Uh, Dispatch had a follow-up story. Um, first store, there's 14 coming to the Columbus area. Um, actually, 50 in Central Ohio. Uh, 14 more in the um, Columbus, you know, closer to the Columbus area. Uh, first one's opening in Delaware, April 6th. Are you there? I don't know. I don't think I'll be there, but um, partly you know, the pandemic will be still in full effect, I'm sure. But um, I'm excited more for the to-be-announced uh, Westland Mall location because that's close yeah. to where I live. And Westland Mall, that seems to indicate Westland Mall might might be getting a, a, a pretty much an abandoned mall on the west side of Columbus. Uh, might get finally some reno, uh, renovations and rejuvenation into that area, which is desperately needed for our my my side of the town here in Columbus. Very good. Um, my wife um, is not a my wife's not a huge news connoisseur, which is fine. But it was funny. Um, the Taco Bell of Morris burned. Uh, we're not sure if it's going to open back up, but lots of damage over the weekend. I, and I was just joking with my wife. She she start, she was startled to see the news story. It kind of upset her. Is there a restaurant that has caught fire that's troubled you, Brandon? Um. Well, yeah, it was the Ohio Deli. I think it was called or something like that. Um, okay. Known for the that one of their their famous Dagwood sandwich or something burned to the ground, no longer around. It was wow. in South Columbus. Um, and um, owners never rebuilt it. And it's now Hardy's is now where it's, I think is now located where it used to be down on uh, high street at the corner of uh, uh, Williams and uh, around Williams and uh, high South high street. So um, always when I, and my wife used to live in the South side, when uh when we were dating high school, so I whenever I was heading down that way, I would always pass by it and um only been there once, but never got to really have an opportunity to try out their big sandwich. Um, it's like you know, it's like a, a, a missed out on it. And <laughs> well, well, it is Columbus, I'll tell you. And you know, she was disappointed that you know that Taco Bell is going to be out of commission for a while. But there's another Taco Bell in Morrisburg. I mean. In Columbus, we're, we're, we're these restaurants are falling all, all over each other. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you don't have to worry if one burns down. There's always another one down the road to go to. Yeah, that's the beauty of chains. Hey, um, I'm not a lottery player, but uh, Brandon tonight, uh, Mega Millions, eight hundred fifty million Powerball, seven hundred thirty million. Um, uh, would you ever play the lottery if it got that high? Um, I've played the lottery before when it's gone high, and I probably will. Since I'm glad you showed this story, Chris, because I'll probably go out at lunchtime and oh. get a ticket and see what happens. Oh, and Brandon wins. He's like, "See ya, I'm, I'm gone." What? Well, or maybe you can do more. I mean, you know, you know, if you're making under fifty million, you don't have to worry about a job anymore. You know, we can have a what ten hour podcast a day. How about that? Yeah, we'll call it. We'll, we'll recall it. Uh, Big Ohioan or Big Brother Ohio. Yes, yes, it'll be great. Brandon could uh, buy Craig and I all of our work. We could retire, and you know, we could podcast all day. It'd be great. So, hey, let's root for Brandon tonight. You know, Brandon to win the lottery. How about that? Um, yeah, and then uh, this is interesting. Uh, Young Sheldon is obviously the big show on CBS. NBC wants to do Young Rock. That's coming out. What's going on with all these young shows? Um, I blame George Lucas because <laughs> he 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 started this trend of let's do young Darth Vader and um and, and everyone became fascinated with uh, um childhood versions of their favorite uh, adult characters. <laughs> well, young Sheldon actually worked. I'm wondering, hey, The Rock, popular guy, you know, he's doing well. You know, the rock, young rock might be a better, you know, better like chance of succeeding in another show. Yeah, seems seems like a loose base of everybody hates Chris. Um, yeah, or fresh off the boat, um, which was like kind of also kind of followed that everybody hates Chris a style of uh, comedy, but um, 
for at least for the first season. Then the the um, um, the the guy who uh, fresh off the boat was based off his the memoir he wrote. He didn't like how the direction of the show and left after season one. <laughs> uh, wow, wow. Um, I actually, uh, it's interesting. We were talking about TV shows. The TV show I'm kind of intrigued by. Um, I think it's called Call Your Mother. Um, ABC show. Um, I, I saw one. It, it was looked kind of promising. Um, one of my favorite, it, it was the quirkiest show of all time. Uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus, who played Elaine on Seinfeld, she had a uh, show after Seinfeld got done called The New Adventures of Old Christine. And it was so weird. Uh, she played this divorce lady, and her ex-husband starts dating a much younger, more attractive version of her, and her name was Christine, too. So, uh, you know, Julie Louis Dreyfus played this very neurotic, very just uh, goofy character on that show that was really funny. Well, the people that put together that show um, had, is now have a show called Call Your Mother. And I watched it. It had some elements of New Adventures of Old Christine. Very quirky, very weird. So that's a show I'm into. So, you know, we don't need Young Rock or Young Sheldon. Just have some people put together good shows and write some more good shows, you know? Who Who's your next person we need to have a young version of? Like, you know, if we're in the writer's room, we're trying to come up with the next show. Who do we go to now for a young Oh boy, uh, it's like one of those questions. Like, oh yeah, if you thought about it, you'd be like, you snap your fingers and be like, yes, this person. But then when you're asked like on the spot, it's like, oh, my mind's a blank. I've never existed until just now. Right, uh, like yeah, young LeBron or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that'll be the next yeah. one. Yes, <laughs> it should be good. <laughs> it, it was funny. Um, you know, previewing tomorrow, we had um. Uh, Bob Garver, our movie reviewer, he was on live before, and he's now has a weekly time with us to talk about movies. I made the mistake of asking Bob Garver. I said, "Look, this isn't Bob likes to refine movies. You know, Bob wants to look at the serious Hollywood movie making." I made the mistake of asking Bob. I said, "Hey, we're the Ohio Podcast. Space Jam Two is coming out with LeBron James. He's a local guy." And Bob gave me a look that wasn't that nice. <laughs> Bob wasn't happy to talk about Space Jam Two, so it, it just made me laugh when I, when I thought about LeBron. So very good. All right, anything we want to shout out before we end for today? Uh, I'm I'm very I'm good. Go, Chris. I, I think I've shot enough things. I, I probably lost my ability to go to Subway more after I ripped the protein bowl, and <laughs> I, I'm not lost for what to shout out now. I've, I'm barred from all Subways from now on, so it's good. Well, uh, tomorrow, Bob Garver will be on an interview segment uh, that comes along with this show. Uh, I talked to Bob the other day about the war with Grandpa. I don't know if you heard about that um, with Robert De Niro. It just came out. Uh, Bob wasn't too happy with the War of Grandpa. And we also talked about Go West. It's a 1925 movie that just got released into the public domain. So we talked to Bob about that. So that'll, that'll come up tomorrow. And Brandon, again, who knows? There's going to be a ton of news happening today that we'll talk about. We got to talk about the inauguration. Because obviously inauguration is coming up tomorrow. So we'll at least talk about inauguration and anything else that might break today. All right. Well, Brandon, thanks again. And we'll see everybody tomorrow. Have a great day.